Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. It's your girl, Naja Roberts, a.k.a. Young Harriet, and I am here today to help lead my people out of financial slavery. Today, we are going to have an incredible talk as it relates to your financial advisor. Now, some of you may have financial advisors, and some of you may not. So today, we're going to be talking to, first of all, those of you who do have financial advisors, what you may need to be asking them or talking to them about. And for those of you who are gathering wealth, uh, because you are listening to uh, the midday money chain and you're listening to Lynn Richardson and she's telling you how to get your house in order as it relates to your 401ks, your annuities, and all of those fabulous things that are there for you, those tools. Then when you're talking to your future financial advisor about your cryptocurrency, you will know what to say to them and how to say it um, and really be able to figure out which direction you need to go uh, for yourself and for your family. Our goal here on the midday money chain is to ensure that whether you are in the new money space or the traditional markets, which we are calling or which I call the old money space, that you have your house in order. And so today, uh, if you have a financial advisor, there are some things that I want you to take away from this conversation because I tell you that on this hour for Ahead of the Crypto Curve, we're going to make sure that you have information about your crypto life, and we're going to make sure that you have information about your life in general. That being said, to all of the women out there, this is Women's History Month, in which we're calling it Women's Her Story Month. And there are some incredible women that we want to showcase in this space every single day. We're going to make sure that you know about a hidden figure in this cryptocurrency space, because we understand as African Americans and Latinos in this space, we are here, but we're not being heard and we're not being seen. And when we come forward, we are going to discuss one of the women that we are showcasing today in her story. And we're going to talk about something that we are doing in the black and brown community to make sure that our voices are heard. So when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. We're listening around the clock. Around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Now. Right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We have got a lot to talk about, but before we jump into that, uh, we do want to make sure that we showcase one of our sheroes in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space, and her name is Clev Mesador. So, ladies and gentlemen, Clev Mesador is the author of My Quest for Justice in Pol- Politics and Crypto, and that is the name of her book. You can find her book, but she was a former appointee of the Obama administration. This young lady was appointed as the public policy advisor at the Blockchain Association in March of this year and is a mayoral appointee for the D.C. Innovations of Technology and Inclusion Council. And because of that, um, she's just doing all kinds of incredible things in the space, but she's also the founder of the National Policy Network for Women in Color in Blockchain and an organization called Logos, which is a social media platform 
um, that's really centered around getting blockchain uh, and advocacy and uh, individuals that are interested uh, really need to go and take a look at that platform, especially if you are an activist uh, in this space. And so I will say, go take a look at Clev Mesador and all that she's doing. And in that spirit, she has an event, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are black and brown in the space. And I say that because we are unapologetically about our folks. Not that any of the allies and supporters cannot come out, but it is important that we are seen and heard in Washington, D.C. And with that being said, Clev Mesidor has asked all the black and brown leaders across this United States that are in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space to show up to Capitol Hill on April 4th. Both Congress and the Senate will be in session. And what we're going to do in the theme that day, it is called Crypto is Black and Latino. See us. And the reason why is because Congress and Senate, they talking about us. They know that we are one of the largest populations in cryptocurrency, but they have continued to ignore us. And so what we're going to do is be there, be in their face. And I booked my ticket. I will definitely be there. And this is a rally to make our presence known. We want to take credit for fueling the cryptocurrency marketplace and then and recognize that black and Latino leaders and groups in the cryptocurrency space have paved the way. We are here. We should not be uh, the hidden figures across the United States. And so we're going to show up again April 4th on the steps of Capitol Hill. Uh, Clev and her team are working on getting our permit for being out there. And I'm just super, super excited about that. So uh, that being said, we are going to move into our topic for the day, which is why your financial advisor may not be talking to you about cryptocurrency. So for those of you that do not know, I am a former financial advisor and I do not hold any licenses anymore. And that is on purpose. Um, I don't hold those because we want to make sure that I'm not doing and saying anything that will get my license suspended. Because when you are a financial advisor, when you have specific licenses and certifications, you are bound by what you can say on Twitter by what you can say on Instagram or Facebook or in person. And a lot of people don't know that that is such a regulated space and how they are really, really careful about what they allow you to say because of inside trade, insider trading, and so many other things that go with that. But one of the biggest things I learned as a financial advisor is that they want to control the content or what you're saying when you're talking about the financial space. And if you did not know, this financial industry is actually, I mean, with all things, it is the biggest uh, industry, in my opinion, here in the United States, because everything is centered around money. And just like I stated before, all the problems that we have in our communities are centered or stem from lack of money or money or however you want to say it. But it is definitely the case. And being in financial services, I really got an opportunity to take a look at the real motives, like the real, real, real motives. And so if you right now have a financial advisor and you're with Edward Jones or Morgan Stanley or Charles Suave, 
you may be very surprised at what I'm actually going to teach you today. First, about the financial uh, advisors and what kind of is happening and why they can't talk about cryptocurrency. But you just really need to understand the structure of things because nobody really tells us. And unless we work in the industry, we don't really find out the ins and outs. So why can't they talk to you right now about cryptocurrency? Um, they don't want you to get into buying Bitcoin specifically. I'm going to go about Bitcoin specifically because they do not get commission. So really quick. When you work in those industries and not to, again, not to cast shade on anybody's profession, because I was a financial advisor for many years, but we worked on commission. And our job is to show you and teach you what you need to be investing in. But the end result of that investment gets us several things. It gets us an immediate commission. But every single year that your money is in that project product, we got what was called a renewal and a trail. Now, I haven't been a financial advisor probably over seven years now. And almost every single day, I still get a direct deposit for someone's account that I signed something up and it's paying me over and over and over and over. And so you understand the motivation, not necessarily for your advisor, because a lot of us do care about you. But the companies that we work for, their biggest concern is their bottom line. And so as advisors, we have to do exactly what they say and what what they tell us what we can say and what we can't say. And one of the things that I know from those big companies that I named is that their employees have signed a actual contract that they will not mention cryptocurrency to any of their clients. And the reason why is because, again, they do not get commissioned if you take your funds and go somewhere else and buy Bitcoin. You only get commissioned through the co the company only gets commissioned if you're buying one of their particular products. So if you notice sometimes, even if you have a project product, let's just say you have something with ING and someone from Morgan Stanley comes to talk to you, they want you to close out the ING and get the Morgan Stanley, even though it's kind of similar. And the reason is, is because that other agent is still getting that commission and they're not unless they get you into their product just so you can understand what I'm framing for you right now so it's unfortunate right now that a lot of the companies not the advisors because I'm not faulting the advisors but a lot of the companies are putting their commissions over your retirement success but what is also happening in the background some of these funds are using what they're telling you or not telling you to buy to help them get the returns that they need to catch up because their, their, their funds have been performing lowly. And not all funds, but a lot of funds have been not doing so well. I remember looking at the headlines right here in L.A. on the Stirs and Purrs side. Um, and that's Public Employee Retirement System, for those of you that don't know what that is. That's our teachers, our firefighters, and our police officers. And I remember looking at an L.A. Times article, and you can Google it if you don't believe me. I, I always say don't trust, verify. There was a headline that says PERS is averaging at a lowly 1% on the retirement fund for our firefighters, police, and teachers. And at that point in time, I said something is truly, truly wrong because if all they're getting is 1%, 
they're never going to be able to retire. And I really started taking a look at that system just a little bit deeper. And I'm not going to say uh, either way anything about it, but I want you to understand why uh, folks are using cryptocurrency in their um, retirement strategies. And I'm talking about these companies, but they're not allowing you to actually are talking to you about going out and buying it because it cuts them out of the puzzle. Edward Jones, when I went to their site this morning, today, um, this this March 4th, 2022, their site actually reads this, ladies and gentlemen. Edward Jones does not offer a way to purchase or hold cryptocurrencies or f- future contracts on cryptocurrencies. It's also important to note that money launderers and other criminal organizations often use cryptocurrency to launder illicit funds. Now, that message is going out to all the Edward Jones clients. So when you read that, to me that says that we're not offering these project products, or we're not offering you Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies or anything else because it's being used to launder money and for illicit funds. So that means everybody that's doing it is doing uh, utilizing those things is in that type of a market. And that's why we're not using it. But what they're not saying in the background is that they're trying to figure out how to get different funds and things in place so that you then can utilize those programs so that then they can get a commission. So the scare tactic, I want to make sure that our community is understanding that the scare tactic is real and you should not fall victim to that because there are launderers and and people using money, regular everyday money for illicit activities, too. So and whatever industry you're in, folks that are going to do illicit activities are going to find a way to do them. So I just wanted to make sure that we're clear on that. But I saw that this morning and I was a little bit troubled by it. But in an ideal world, ladies and gentlemen, you would turn to your financial advisor asking them, um, about adding cryptocurrency to your portfolio because you're seeing it everywhere. You would discuss with them which ones you wanted to purchase and how much. But in the real world, of course, the vast majority of advisors don't even recognize them as an investable asset class. Now you have those that say, you know what, this is a scam. It's not going to do anything anyway. Then you have folks that say, this is not even an asset class that I would invest in. And then you have those that are silently sending their clients to organizations like mine to help their companies and not their companies to help their clients onboard into the Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space. So where can you actually go to get some real advice about cryptocurrency investing and beyond? Now, again, I am not a financial advisor, not providing any financial advice, but you can always reach out and ask me on my social media at NajaRoberts.com about a cryptocurrency that you're hearing, because nine times out of 10, I can tell you who it is that created it and what they're uh, what they're about, what they're doing. If it's something that you're doing, uh, if you're just rolling the dice in a casino or if somebody really has a viable project. So we really pride ourselves on making sure that our community always knows what they can uh, deal with and what they shouldn't. And then I always go back to that staple. 
If you have Bitcoin, you will be doing just fine. Uh, but in the financial services space, you always hear never invest more than you can afford to lose. Again, this is no different. But there is more than one way to participate in cryptocurrency through a financial advisor or um, a, sp a particular fund. And so I want to make sure that you know that your financial advisors now, they may be suggesting that you get into a Bitcoin related stock, which those are companies that give you exposure to Bitcoin or the blockchain, but they don't give you Bitcoin or a Bitcoin future, which you're going to start hearing people are investing in the futures. Of the, and that's the price of Bitcoin and what it's doing. And then there's other cryptocurrency focused hedge funds. So I'm going to say this to you, like I would say it to anybody else. Would you rather have the milk or would you rather buy the cow that produces the milk? Well, if you're purchasing any product that gives you exposure to Bitcoin, you are buying the milk. And if you are buying Bitcoin, you are buying the cow that produces the milk. And so I cannot say it enough, ladies and gentlemen, that it is imperative that you understand this space because it is totally different from anything that you have known and loved and understood in the past. It takes for you the time to stop, pay attention back up, but thank goodness for programs such as Ahead of the Crypto Curve and some of the other things that we do that help you get your mindset shifted from the old way we used to do things in money to the new ways that we do things in money. And so another reason that uh, we don't want you to just get exposure is because if you're getting exposure, and I'm not saying don't buy these products, but I'm saying if you get involved in these Bitcoin um, exposure, blockchain exposure type uh, platforms, please, ladies and gentlemen, understand there are fees associated with it, which is what gives your advisor and or the company that is advising you that initial commission and again, those trails and renewals so every single year like clockwork if today you go and buy a bitcoin um stock related i don't know product every single year on march 4th 2023 2024 2025 as long as your money is in that fund i will still get a portion of that commission and that commission comes from those fees I sat down with a couple here in San Pedro that had gone to Grayscale. And I will tell you, I was almost sick to the stomach to find out that they had paid $111,000 in fees to Grayscale. Just think what they could have did if they would have taken that $110,000 and bought themselves four or five Bitcoins as opposed to giving it to Grayscale, who's only giving it back to their company and the advisor that signed them up and took their millions of dollars to give them exposure to an asset that they could have went out and bought on their own. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to talk a little bit more about what we need to do in our community and what we need to understand as it relates to how to invest 
in this self-sovereignty space. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, but thank you you. for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA Talk 1580. Unapologetically progressive radio. Black owned and operated from the heart of Lamert Park, USA. The heart of Lamert Park, USA. We're listening and the convo continues right now. All right, and here we are, and we're talking about financial advisors in the cryptocurrency space and the types of products that are being offered to our community. I'm going to reiterate that as we sit here today, there are so many companies, including Fidelity. I mean, there's just so many companies out there that are looking at how they can get involved in this space. Nine times out of 10, ladies and gentlemen, They're going to come out with some sort of product for you to purchase so that you give them your money. They buy the Bitcoin. They hold the cow and you get the little milk that comes out. But they control the entire cow. So I am telling you today that you have the ability to buy the cow yourself and then you take milk at your pace and not at someone else's pace. But if you have a financial advisor uh, that is not talking to you about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, you know, you may want to start asking some questions because if the rule is diversification, why should not you be diversifying into an ascending asset that is giving a lot of value and has, if you look at it against all the other markets out there, it's done much better and it's performed much better. So why is your why is it not healthy for your financial portfolio? So you got to make sure that you're asking those questions. So what should you be looking for if you don't have a financial advisor and you're looking for someone in the cryptocurrency space because they are out there? And before I get really deep in this, let me just say that if somebody tells you that they are certified in certain amount of, you know, if they're certified in blockchain, if they're certified in cryptocurrency, I am not saying that it is valid, but I am saying because there is no real regulation around this industry, schools and programs have just spun up. They've educated, they've taught, and there are some Ivy League schools and some HBCUs that are starting to have some digital courses and things of that sort. So I'm not saying that it's all bad, but for the most part, people that are just looking to make money are charging you to get this certification. And that certification, as my grandfather used to say, is not worth the hill of beans. And so you've really got to be careful about who you listen to and the information that they're giving you. And so um, when you go in to talk to your financial professional or you call them, you want to know, you want to ask the question, what do you think about Bitcoin? Um, And if they're a person or um, if if they're a person that's for Bitcoin or even not for Bitcoin, you want to hear their side of view. And then you want to call me here on KBLA. 
1-800-920-1580. And I want you to ask me the question that you ask them that they may be opposed to, like what holds its value and all those things. Whatever it is you need to know uh, about cryptocurrency, we want to make sure that you have a place that you can ask that question every single day. And that is why I am here on the radio. So I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that the financial advisors that are still friends of mine uh, that are in the space. They don't look like me. They're not even the same gender as I am. They send their clients to see me quite often. And I'm just going to tell you what the people on the West side are telling their community. Cause we are, you know, we don't get privy to a lot of this stuff. And the only reason I actually know is because they got to come to me to buy it, but they are putting 30% of their portfolio in the new digital assets. And a lot of us listening today don't have $30. And yes, you can start with $30 worth of Bitcoin, $30 worth of cryptocurrency. You can definitely do that today. But I want to make sure our community is exactly what our show says ahead of the crypto curve. It is coming, ladies and gentlemen. If the writing is not on the wall, it needs to be on the floor, on the windows. It needs to be a reminder when you brush your teeth that this is here and this is here to stay we definitely 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 want to get our community where we need to be faster and better uh faster and safer and so that's what education is about is consumer protection so if you have questions if your financial advisor told you one thing and you're really not sure about it reach out to me on my social media i'm naja roberts at all on all platforms I will get back to you and help you decipher what is going on. One of the companies that have been hell bent against their agents talking about Bitcoin. I know this because their agents come over and bring their clients over to me. Uh, Charles Suave, and this was in the news. They plan to market the first in-house digital asset product for their sizable clients. Now, you got to hear that. A lot of these companies also are targeting their high net worth clients and they keep using that word sizable clients, high net worth clients. Ladies and gentlemen, Bitcoin affords us the opportunity to not have to be high net worth individuals. You can do this if you are going to work every single day, working a nine to five and really living paycheck to paycheck. You deserve to be a part of this digital revolution. So all you have to do is open up your black wall street wallet. And again, we'll be downloading that app towards the end. So if while you're listening to my voice, you have not downloaded it, we're going to do our dollar cost averaging with just six bucks at the end of the show. But you deserve, everybody deserves, our community deserves to be able to participate in this Bitcoin space because they have boxed us out of every other traditional market. And I really see coming down the line that that was that's what they're trying to do and that's what they're suggesting which is why we are trying our darndest to get folks out of those seats in congress and that are not 
pushing forward with making everything in this country fair and equitable. We have got to get our fair share of this digital space. And the only way that they can keep us from doing that at this point is to regulate it where it's only for accredited investors. And I don't know why I would need to be an accredited investor to hold $6 or put $6 in Bitcoin. It does not make sense. And so this is our time to stand up and really get ahead of this thing. But again, like I said yesterday, if you leave your Bitcoin on their platforms, it is sub it's subject to being confiscated or whatever else they do. So just make sure it's not illegal to hold your own Bitcoin. It's not illegal to hold your own money. So just start thinking in a different mindset. I won't go down that because I'm really, really passionate about us uh, having. Uh, and and I'm, I'll, I'll say that when we get back to talking about the Black Wall Street wallet. But uh, we really have to have our own and we really have to control our own. And it is really, really important that we do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, there are so many different ways and avenues to get involved with buying Bitcoin specifically. You do not have to go through a financial advisor. I would suggest again that you do your due diligence. If you have one, I know a lot of you feel a lot more comfortable with your financial advisor telling you things, but I bet you they didn't tell you how much renewals and trails they make every year on whatever product and services that they are actually selling to you and offering you. So with that, uh, when we come forward, we are going to make sure that you're asking the right questions and that you're not giving the wrong information to your financial advisors. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve. My name is Naja Roberts, and this is KBLA Talk 1580. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. So we are going to jump in here and make sure we answer a couple of questions. Someone asked, can financial advisors manage my crypto? So I will say this to you. I would suggest that, again, we change our mindset. In the old money space, financial advisors can manage your crypto. And I mean, in your your regular assets, I got to make sure I reset that really quick. Financial advisors can absolutely manage your assets in the old space. But in the cryptocurrency space, you yourself and yourself are the one that I would only suggest that manages your crypto. And why is that? Because if your financial advisor tells you that he can manage your crypto or she can manage your crypto, then you're giving him or her your private keys. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. You have a house. You give everybody the address because you want them to ship stuff. You want them to drop off packages, but you never give them your private keys. If one of your financial advisors is managing your crypto, ladies and gentlemen, they hold your private keys. We do not want that. We will not fall for that. And we want to make sure that everyone that is listening understands that that's how that works. So 
when we're talking about your financial advisor doing that, um, that's an absolute no-no in my book. But to each his own, some of you are feeling like this may be overwhelming to try to keep up with these these 12 or 24 words in a safe place, et cetera, et cetera. But this is about self-sovereignty. And so what you should never also do with your financial advisor, even if they're not managing your crypto, you never want to give them any of your private or your private keys or your seed words or anything of that sort, because they have access to getting your Bitcoin off the actual blockchain and they don't need your device. Say, for instance, you have a ledger and you've told your financial advisor and I'm not saying all financial advisors or any financial advisor for that matter has ill intentions. So please don't get me wrong. This is just illustration. Again, I used to be a financial advisor. I hold high esteem to all of those that I deal with ethically and morally and all those things. But let's just say, for instance, you have a ledger device where you have bought, you've then transferred all your cryptocurrencies from the exchanges. They are now uh, being accessed through this ledger device. You put the ledger device in a safe deposit box and you put your, I don't know, your seed words or your private keys somewhere else, uh, including in a trust. Because I've heard some people putting their um seed words in their trust so that they can leave their cryptocurrency to their heirs. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But what if that attorney goes rogue or that financial advisor goes rogue that actually has your will of trust on file? Because what they're going to do is in the event something happens to you, they have access to all your seed words and your your keys to your cryptocurrency. And you do not want that. So we're going to talk a, another day about how to secure your Bitcoin to leave for your heirs, because there's a way to do it. There is a way to do it. There's a way to do it safely. And we're here to share with you all that information. But giving it to your trust attorney or your financial advisor, I'm going to go ahead and add that trust attorney, is an absolute no-no as it relates to your private keys and your seed words or your seed words. You do not want to do that. And again, we'll talk about safely holding those keys for generations to come and who know, should have them, who should have access to them, et cetera, et cetera, and how your family, in the event of your untimely demise, can reconciliate your cryptocurrency accounts. It absolutely can happen. We've helped several families do that because the person that purchased the Bitcoin was responsible enough to make sure that they left all those things behind in the right order. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we will be uh, wrapping up what we should be learning or telling our financial advisors. And if you are looking for a financial advisor, what questions you should be asking. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, but thank you. Thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Stay tuned. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. All right. Well, we are 
topping the hour. We're coming up on the hour and we just want to make sure that uh, you are understanding that if you have a financial advisor, a lot of them are struggling with the fact that they cannot talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because of a disclosure or an agreement that they signed with their company. Uh, if they are talking to you about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you want to be very, very careful of what fund that they're putting you in. You want to ask questions about what the fees are. And further than that, you can actually ask them what commission they're making off that by law, uh, depending on their their degree, you know, depending on the type of licensing they have, they have to disclose that to you. And so you want to ask those types of questions and you want to see, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that folks that get involved with having um, just the exposure to Bitcoin and not the actual Bitcoin are lazy. I'm not saying that at all. But for those who want to be lazy and are just out of the bat saying, you know what, I don't want the responsibility of holding my own private keys. I don't want the responsibility of making sure that this is passed down correctly to my uh, my heirs. Um, then folks will go with some of those funds that their financial advisors are actually suggesting to them. But just know that you can do this by yourself. You can do it on your own. You don't have to pick up the phone and always ask somebody, is this a good idea? Um, you know, because you can do this yourself. You're learning. We're teaching you how to fish here on KBLA and on ahead of the crypto curve instead of just giving you fish. We're teaching you how to fish because you've got to feed your family for years to come. And if we just hand you that fish, then once we're gone, there's no way for you to continue to sustain yourself. And so we want to make sure you're getting all the information you need at all times here on what we are calling this midday money chain. And so you will definitely get that. So, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, I am super excited to say we've got a lot of great shows coming up that we will be talking to you about. But on Monday morning or Monday afternoon, that's when I come on Monday afternoon, I will be sharing with you ways to get Bitcoin in your portfolio without making an investment. And you ask me, how can you do that? Well, I'm going to tell you on Monday, but we want to make sure that you understand how you can invest in Bitcoin without spending any of your money. That is, I love to always quote my grandfather without spending one red copper cent. That's what he would say from the South. So we're going to show you how to do that on Monday so that we can keep you in the loop. And we also want to do our DCA for the day. And that means dollar cost averaging because a DCA a day keeps poverty away. We are asking our community, our black and brown community to try to make sure that your goal is to hold at least one million Satoshis in your portfolio. And what that looks like, ladies and gentlemen, is approximately $480 today. But you may not have $480. You may only have $6 like me. So what we want you to do is download a Black Wall Street wallet. We want you to click on the yellow. Uh, once you get inside of there, you're going to uh, do everything that you need to do to get signed up. But you're going to press on the two purple uh, the arrows that are going back and forth in the purple circle, you are going to hit buy Bitcoin. You are going to do one single day transaction for six dollars. 
And I am hitting continue because I am buying my $6 worth of Bitcoin right now. The price for buying that is 11 cents. So out of the $6 is $5.89 in Bitcoin. I will be getting today and I hit confirm. And ladies and gentlemen, I have successfully purchased my Bitcoin and I have done this five times this week. I've taken $6 a day, which means I won't go to Starbucks because I'm dollar cost averaging. And I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, make way for Mr. D.L. Hughley. He is the next voice you will hear when we come forward. This is KBLA. I am Naja Roberts, and this is the head of the crypto curve. Peace and blessings. KBLA fifteen eighty Santa Monica.